got a whole lot of money. Yo, Bitches yo, count it for me. Bottle key popping that water bad whole jacket. Yeah. Season four, episode five. Today's guest, I'll just make it simple and just say he'll block whatever shot you'll put up against him. I promise you, one of the best defensive players in Maryland basketball history. His name is Demonte Dodd. What's up, my boy? How we doing? What's up, man? I'm all good. How you feeling today? Vibes are high. Yeah, yeah, man. Vibes are good. How are you? I'm all good. So. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Love having a Terp here. I grew up watching you, so it's always cool to have you and talk to you. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about yourself. How about you tell myself and everybody listening today a little bit more about you? Uh, well, I mean, what do you want to know? Like just, like your, yeah, just like your whole story, you know, who you are, how you got to okay. Maryland, what you're up to now, just the whole rundown. Yeah, uh, so... Um... How I got to Maryland was pretty interesting. Is uh, I didn't really start getting like recruited until like um, I would say like the end of my junior year mm-hmm. um, to like going into my senior year, and um, so yeah, I uh, I had like like small D one offers, and but then just out of nowhere, I remember just walking in the gym, and my coach comes like running up, and he's just like. Oh, the big one that I'm like, what? And he's like, Maryland is coming to watch you. And, you know, me, I, I didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, all right, like, cool. And um, yeah, they came and they, they saw the game and we actually played a very bad school. Uh, well, the school's not bad, but the team was, uh, they're called St. Michael's. And um, we uh, we beat them pretty bad. I, I ended up not even playing the, the uh, second half. Uh, but yeah, they they like what they saw, and and then um, they started to recruit me. And then I guess once I got on their radar, then other schools uh, started like coming and recruiting Georgetown and and stuff like that. And then um, after that, uh, I kind of just um, always had Maryland as the vocal point of the school I probably was going to go to. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I ended up going to prep school and uh, went to Massanon, which is in Virginia. And then um, after that, I, I went into went into Maryland and, mm-hmm. you know, did four years there. And then after that, I started preparing for the draft. I was in the G League, bounced around a little bit. And then um, from then, from there, then I just went overseas. And um, been overseas ever since, and I just signed to play in Japan, so that's where I'm going next. Nice. So, cool. Yeah, and you know, just like you said, you're a Maryland native. Was it always a dream to go to Maryland? Was that always the plan in your book to play ball in Maryland? People are going to hate me for this, but no, it was it was actually to go to Duke. go where we go to Duke. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, why? You just you grew up liking Duke or what? Uh yeah, I mean, you know, you, it's the program's elite, no denying that. Program, yeah, and just just the history of people from Duke and the players, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I get it. And at your time in Maryland, you were a part of some very successful teams. 
including that one year where you guys made the Sweet 16 and lost to Kansas. What was it like to be part of such a, you know, talented team? And I kind of want to know, like, what the locker room was like, having Melo lead the way and, you know, even Jake Lehman. Like, just kind of, like, run me down, like, what that season was like for you. Uh, it, was, it was a hectic season. Just just all the hype, I remember. I mean, we were AP, like, number one at one point. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were always uh, pretty much in top top ten the whole year, so it was just it was just hectic. Um, uh, we had a really really good team. Um, I, I would say um, probably it was it was one of my most fun years, like just because of like all the hype and everything that that came with that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Melo, like you said, Melo, he, he led the way. Um, but Rashid Suleiman and Rob Carter was, it was huge leaders on that team too. Yeah. Um, they, they were kind of like the, the dads of the team. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we went far, uh, we went to the Sweet 16. Um, uh, honestly think that we could have, we could have won. We went further. I just, I don't know. It just. That's just the luck. I don't. I don't know what it was. And Perry Ellis, a fifth year senior. Yeah, at that point. Exactly. <laughs> so you got a guy like Perry Ellis. I mean, that's been in college forever. Yeah, and just went <laughs> off. Just he killed us. Yeah, um, but no, it's a great season. It was honestly my obviously my favorite in my lifetime. And um, you know, maybe throughout that season, there was a moment that stuck out to you from a player, a coach, maybe a piece of advice that sticks with you today, or just in general. You know, what's something that you carry with you from that point, from whenever it was given to now, whatever piece of advice? Um, well, Orlando Robino Ransom was um, yeah. one of the coaches that year. He was always, and I, I still say this till today, like when I'm having going through a tough workout or you know, just having a, a, a tough day, you know. I, he always would say, do you want to be phenomenal or forgotten? And and that was kind of something I, you know, I kind of took away from that year. Because, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, that's either you want to be phenomenal at whatever whatever your craft is, what are you doing? Or if you're not, or do you want to be forgotten? Like, do you, people are going to forget about you. So, I mean, that's kind of just something I always just keep in the back of my mind it's definitely that do you want to be phenomenal forgotten and i'm knowing him i'm sure he probably still says it uh but yeah that's definitely something i took away from him from that year yeah and do you still keep in touch with bino and the rest of the guys or uh yeah i mean um every now and then you know some of them will reach out on like holidays or or, or something like or birthdays you know or something right. like that yeah but i mean we don't, of course, communicate every day like we used to. Right, obviously. I was just wondering. Cool. And then your senior season, you averaged two blocks a game. I mean, that was the peak of your defensive presence there. What do you think changed? Do you think it was just you at your best? Like, what what was it? Maybe you were just used to the game at that point. You, you obviously improved significantly but like what did it for you and was that like a point of focus for you did it just happen like what really went down there um yeah i just knowing um my role has always been to be a, a decent a defensive minded player at maryland um because i mean i like i always tell people uh 
we, I come out of high school, and, and most people come out of high school that, that are stars. I come out of high school, I don't know, I was averaging like I don't know, 25 and, and, and I don't know, some ridiculous, crazy numbers. And yeah. then I put up crazy numbers. And I thought coming into Maryland that I was going to need to be score the basketball. But no, I, I had a, a meeting with Coach Church, and he said, you know, we need you to rebound and block shots. And did I like that? hearing that coming from where I come from and then everyone's like, Oh yeah, you know, you're this big score and then having to change my whole game. No, but at the end of the day, that's what got me on the court. And so that's why I, re I respect guys like, you know, your PJ Tuckers and your Patrick Beverly's and guys that, you know, that just go out there and, and they, and they lock up and they play defense and they do their, their job. So, um, definitely, especially going into my, my senior year at Maryland, I knew that, I was going to have to be that anchor and I knew I was going to have to really hold down it on the defensive end because, I mean, if you look back at that team, that was a young team. You have Kevin Herter and Anthony Cowan. These guys are all young that this coming in. They don't know. They're not defenders, you know. So I, I just knew I was going to have to be that defensive anchor talking kind of like a Kevin Garnett role. So I just try to really focus on that that summer going into my senior year, just like taking it up another notch on defense. And um, I'm happy I was able to do that. That's awesome. And then, um, you know, going into the NBA draft, you did go to the combine, correct? I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do combine. Uh, I didn't, um, I didn't even do, I was going to do Portsmouth, but I was, uh, I was injured. Uh so um, I just kind of um, after after college, I kind of just stand in shape and uh, just getting ready. I did uh, the Sixers workout, and then I, I knew I was going to end up in on, on a on a team, G League team, mm -hmm. and work my way up. So that's kind of what was my mindset. Just like just get ready for that. So that's kind of what I did. So were the Sixers the only team you worked out for? Yeah, yeah. And how was that experience? Well, well, it was a good it was a good experience, but I I got injured during that too. Like I oh. had pretty, uh, it was great in the beginning too. We uh we were doing um like some combine testing stuff, and you had to uh, run and do the the sprinting of the court. And the first one I did good, and then the second one I, I completely pulled my quad. Oh shit! So it on me for the rest of the workout. So it was. It was it was hard. Um, definitely, you know, it took a toll on me mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, but no, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure injuries suck. It's the worst thing to happen in sports. Um, right. But yeah, can you maybe just like talk to me a little bit about the G League itself? And I spent some time there, and then we'll talk a little bit overseas um, and talk about the differences and everything. But what was it like playing in the G League? Who was on the roster? I'm trying to remember who you played with. So when I um, was with the um, the Nas Suns on that roster, it was Anthony Bennett, uh, Shaquille. I can't think of his last name. He plays for the actually plays for the Nuggets now. I think I think he's on the Nuggets. Um, who else was on that team? Oh shoot. Um, uh, Derek Jones, the, that very athletic. Yeah, uh, he was on that team. Um, 
and some other guys. That's I don't remember remember their names, but yeah, mm-hmm. they they were. It was a uh, it was a different experience though for me because um, like I you just in the G League is just like it depends if you're on a good team, but if you're on a team that's just because everyone's goal is to to get try to get a call up, try yeah. to get a ten day back or whatever whatever it may be, and. But I, a lot of people didn't understand. In order to do that, you have to win, right? And in the G League, it was it was a lot of more uh, of individual play and individual mindsets than team mindsets. Mm. So it, it was difficult because just it was just like you know, let me get this shot up. Let me take this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Instead of like, let's try to play together. Let's try to win because if we all win that's going to take care of a lot of, you know, of what we're trying to accomplish. Mm. Uh, so it, it was difficult, but overall it was a good experience. I mean, I, I got to be around NBA players. I got to, you know, see what it was like, the workouts and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I took away a lot of knowledge from being there for sure. That's awesome. And um, I think um, <clears throat> looking at it right now, <clears throat> looks like Daniel House was on that team. That's a pretty cool Pretty cool name. He's real good yeah. at NBA. And it was Shaq Harrison that you were talking about, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. So then <clears throat> overseas, talk to me about it. And you were killing her over there. I've seen it. I've seen the numbers. You also have been living your best life. What was it like to be a superstar over there? Yeah, overseas is cool, man. It's it's, it's I tell people it's, it's kind of just like the NBA, how they treat you. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's it, it's cool. It's a humbling experience. I tell people uh, all the time, like, you know, I, I I love that basketball can take me to these different places and see these different things uh, because, like I said, it's a humbling experience to see some of these countries that aren't as fortunate as how we live in America and some of the things that they deal with. So it just keeps you humble and 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 grounded, just like, man, like, you know, man, we have it really good over here. So, um, like I said, it's just – it's cool. Basketball, of course, is, is great. Um, right. very, very physical style play. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. And, you know, just like I say, trying, seeing new things, you know, trying new food and like coach cultures and stuff is, is pretty cool. I, I just, uh, when I left from Kosovo, I went and, um, I was with a, with a team in Bahrain. So I was like in the middle East uh-huh. and, uh, it was pretty cool to see like, I was out there when Ramadan was going on and, you know, they're all, you know, Muslim. And, and, and so they, they uh, do that. And it, it was just cool to see like, you know, the, the mosque and they do the during the day and they're like fasting and people are outside and uh. praying like eight, nine times a day. And it's, I'm just like, man, like, this is, this is the real thing. Like, wow. <laughs> so it was, it was, that was pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, no, I'm sure. And how long do you spend time over there? Uh, well, the the seat. Well, how long was I in Bahrain? Yeah, I, how long are you there for? Just in general. Uh oh, well, overseas. So you normally you normally start to go back around August because you got like training camp and preseason, right. all that stuff. But depending on how good you do, you're normally there till. I mean, you could be over there from from August to to like June. Wow. Yeah, you're just, it's 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 pretty much a year long. 
That's cool. It sounds like a great experience. And like, it definitely took some getting used to, but at any point where you just like, I need to go back to America. Were you like so sick of it at one point or not? Nah, you like yeah. it over there? First, yeah. My first year when I, when I first went to um, Poland, uh, I, because I'm a pretty family oriented guy. Yeah. Bunch of sisters. So, I mean, um, I was so homesick. Mm. I mean, and then the time difference. How big, how large, uh, what's the difference there? Time difference. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I want to say seven hours. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was very homesick my, my first year. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But I was like, this is, this is not, this is not it. Nah. But then <laughs> you started getting a, a used to it. And, and, and now, now I'm at a point that I'm playing over there. I'm like, when I come back home, of course, I come see my mom and sisters and everybody, and you know, my friends and stuff. But then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to start playing competitive again. So I, I used not, was not like that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> ah, interesting. All right. Well, you're back, and we got a basketball tournament coming up in a month. Yeah. I'm excited, and I've watched this tournament just usually because there's nothing else on. I'm not going to lie <laughs> during the yeah. summer. But, you know, this time around, there's a reason to watch. The UMD alum have came together and are forming a team called the Shell Shock in the basketball tournament, which is happening in about a month, I think, less than a month, July. No. Um, no. It's awesome. It's great to see. Uh, DeMonte will be playing in it. Mello Trimble will be playing in it. Other guys will be joining I talked to coach and he was so excited. I want to know your thoughts. Um, what's it like to get back on the floor with the people you, you were doing it with in 2015, just like we were talking about? Uh, I'm excited, man. Um, they've been so uh, coach Nima been trying to put a team in for for a while now. You yeah, know, much every summer he's been hitting guys up like, do y'all want to you know do this? Do y'all want to do this? And you know. When you play overseas and, and you play for, you know, you're over there for eight, nine months, you come home, a lot of guys just want to just kick back and relax, you know, do their little individual workouts or whatever they're doing and just, you know, just relax until they got to come back. So, you know, it's a lot of guys over the years, you know, just been wanting to do that. But I guess this year, you know, guys want to get in it and they, and they want to, you know, they want to play. And I, I was all, always down to definitely play for the if Maryland ever put one in because I played with the Wichita Kansas team two years ago. Oh, did you we, really? And we went to the uh, we went we made the date in Ohio. We went to the elite. It was the elite eight. Mm. Yeah, so we made it. To, we made it to date in Ohio. I was on the Wichita Kansas team, and I, I mean it was a great experience. I'm I'm talking. So how did that happen? How did you end up joining that team? Uh, so uh, Rashard Kelly, that played at Wichita Kansas, he mm. was my teammate. Well, he was part of – he's from Maryland. So, he, him and Melo Trimble was on the same AAU team. And mm -hmm. we were all – so, I was on the 18 uh, and uh, eighteen DC Assault. And Melo and Rashard was on the 17 team. And um, so, then when I went to Massanutten, Rashard actually came to Massanutten also. So, he was my teammate at Massanutten. So, you know, he's one of my close friends. We're real, real cool. Him and my mom was real cool. Like, we so he just hit me up and was like, you know, he was like, hey, yo, our big dropped out. 
he was like, can you play? And I was just like, when is it? Because I was like, you know, I was kind of just home not doing anything until getting ready for my next season. He was like, in a month, I was like, okay, a month is enough time to, you know, try to get back in some time, type of decent shape. And, uh, yeah, and I, I went out there, and, I mean, it was a blast, man. It was a good experience. Yeah. We played their fans at, at Shocker, the Shocker Arena, and it was packed. I mean, like a, a legit, legit college atmosphere. I mean, it was insane how loud that place got. And they took me in at, like I was a part of the, 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 of the family of the Wichita team. And what's really funny is Coach Turgeon used to coach there. Oh, yeah, he did, right. Yeah, so a lot of the alum that was there knew Coach Turge, and so they were cool with me. They were like, "Oh man, Turge, like you know, we loved him." He was like, "You know, so you're a product of him. You, you're definitely family." So they just took me in, and I mean, it was great. So I kind of just relayed that message to like some of the guys that haven't played in the TBT yet. I'm like, you know, it's it's a fun experience, man. You, you're playing on ESPN. Everyone around the world, I mean, if they watching is watching because, like right. you said. TV at that time, literally, <laughs> unless you're like a Law and Order fan or something, which I am. <laughs> yeah, seriously, but uh, yeah, so everyone's watching. I'm like, it's a great experience, and I mean, literally, it's like the tournament. You you win, you win a game, or you go home. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's fun, it's competitive, and um, I, I think we have a a good chance of winning. We're going to start practicing in about a month. Um, well, even more, a little less than a month. We already get to start practicing, and we'll be practicing at um at, 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 at excuse me at Xfinity. So that'll be cool to you know just go back on campus and yeah. I even scrimmage some of the players. I, I would imagine that's that's currently at Maryland. Um, but yeah, and and Nima has a vision. One thing about Coach Nima, I mean, he has a vision. Everything he does, he he has a reason behind it, and he's yeah. trying. He wants eventually get uh this to be at xfinity center one of the regions which would be insane because i can only imagine if the wichita team can sell out their arena i can only imagine if we if we're winning if oh you've seen can, what those maryland crowds can be so <laughs> it's full capacity so i can only imagine if we could get a i mean that would be crazy yeah that would be Hundred percent, a life changing experience for all of us. Um, I want to talk about something that you mentioned briefly, Mark Turgeon. Um, you were talking about how he was loved. I loved him as a fan of Maryland. Thought he was great. As we're all aware, some people were not, and I'm just wondering from someone that's played under him. You know yeah. what input does he provide to the game? Because in my mind, he was a great coach. He was treated harshly, a great recruiter. I just think he deserved more love. And from someone that played under him, maybe you can tell everybody, you know, who he really is and how he really is as a coach. 100%. I agree with everything you just said. A great coach, but more just a a great person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, you know, you come to his office and he's like, you know, how's your mom? How's life? How's, you know? You know, how school, you know, everything wasn't mostly a lot of stuff with him was even about basketball. He was really teaching us life lessons. And and that's what I appreciated the most. Uh, Just he just taught you life lessons. 
and the, even the people that he had under him, uh, Coach Warren, uh, Bino, Ransom, um, Scott Spinelli, like all those guys, you know, he, Delonte Hill, like they, they was teaching us lessons. And of course they were hard on us for, for basketball, right. but they were more hard on us. Like when we, we were messing up in school or, you know, we were doing uh, too much party and stuff like that. Like, they're like, you know, we're trying to raise young men so you guys can go off. If it is the NBA, it is overseas or if it's a, a nine to five or whatever you're doing, like he, they were trying to teach us to be great young men. And, um, you know, it hurts. It hurts to see like a lot of the stuff that people were saying about him, like on Twitter and stuff, because it's not true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't true. None of it was true. I mean, you know, you could say what you want to say about him as a coach. I thought he was a great coach. I learned a lot from him. He, I mean, as you can see, my transition from my freshman year to my senior year, most of that's because of him. Right. You know, me just learning from him. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of that stuff is just not true that what they were saying and, and all that, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I spoke up about it. I, I, I put a, a Facebook post up and I think I said something also on Instagram, but you know, in, in today's society that we're, that we live in, people, they're, they're, they're going to have their own opinions and they're going to say what they want to say, but only the, the real really knows. And like you said, and even as you being a fan and being from the outside, you probably didn't believe half of that nonsense. No. You know, it is what it is, and and um, he left a great legacy because he turned a, he literally turned that basketball program around. He did. I mean, he came in; they weren't good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now you know, so it's like that, that has that's credited to Mark Turgeon and his staff and the people that he had. Yeah, I think the argument you know with Turgeon and these Maryland teams is that. Maryland had so much talent. Why aren't we winning? But if you think about it, like Maryland was successful and not so successful because obviously the goal is to win a champ or to win the national championship, but they won their tournament games. They made the tournament. They won the big 10 a couple years ago. Uh, you know, it just, it seemed like people just wanted a change and it was kind of just like, you know. Yeah. It was just, they was just trying to, you know, and when you think about it, it's a lot of pressure Yeah, because, the more fans, you know, they they're, they're tweeting and they're saying, you know, he needs to be out, he needs to be out, he needs to be out. Now, people are part of the athletic department are starting to catch on. They're seeing these things, right. and now now they're starting to be a little bit of pressure. Like, okay, is it him? Should we make a change because right. this is a old programs school, and you know, so you know, it's a lot of politics and all that stuff that go into it. But at the end of the day, like you just said, we were very successful. And who knows if that COVID didn't happen, if they would have won a national championship. They would have. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, they had, it was a really good team. They won the Big Ten. I mean, unfortunately, COVID happened and things, stuff like that happened. But I mean, who knows what they could have done? I mean, so, I mean, like I said, Coach Hurge and I mean, real fans, they know when he came in, he changed the program. That's why the program is successful now yeah. and it's continued to, uh, be successful under I think Coach Willard I think is the coach now. Yep, and it's still it's still being successful. You know, Kyle Tart, our strength conditioning coach, is still there today. Yep. It's a reason he's still there. Yeah, so you know, Coach Hurge started all that. He started all that. He did. He brought in guys from the DMV that you know he, he just changed the program, just like you said. And 
I don't know. And you have to think too. After my freshman year, I know you probably remember this. Remember all those guys that transferred? Nick Fowles, Freddie Peters, Seth Allen, Charles yeah. Mitchell, Shaquille Clear, Connor Lipinski, AJ Metz was walk-ons and they transferred. Yeah. We they thought there was a uh they thought there was literally a um a scandal going on at the program because even like remember three of the stars from the girls program transferred, like Lexi oh. Brown. I forget who else, and that's all what happened after my freshman. I'm just like, man, what's the what's the program will be now? And then Coach Sergeant came in, had a meeting with us with the remaining players, and he was like, I don't know about y'all, but I like what we got in this locker room. That's awesome. Wow. And he said, with the players that's gonna come in, we're gonna work hard. And and with a great leader like Dez, he pushed us every day. Every day, pushed us Kyle Tart. Pushed us every day. I mean, it was to the point of exhaustion. I remember we we didn't have no Gatorades, nothing in the locker room. They took yeah. off all our posters and stuff. They said you're gonna work for everything. And mm. and and that was probably one of my hardest summers, but one of my most successful summers. Right. And and they coached Turgeon, and you know they instilled that toughness and that mentality. And I mean, like I said, you know, I could talk on for days and days, but he changed all that, dude. And 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 all that stuff they said, it just, it just wasn't true. It just yeah. wasn't. That's great to hear from you. So thank you for that. Yeah, oh, man, this was awesome. Thank you so much uh, for stopping by. Best of luck with everything. TBT is soon. I'm excited to watch you guys. I think all of Maryland fans are excited to watch you guys, and we'll be in touch for sure, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, bro.